With the ever-increasing number of makes and models of automobiles, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can then use for other things, you know, like mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or a new car dealership? At rockauto.com, you will save money. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules to brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Best of all, Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Jerry, G-E-R-R-Y, in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Today on the Callahan Podcast, what did Tom Brady say to Honey Badger? Why did Honey Badger say Brady crossed the line? And why did Brady apologize? Well, we will speculate. We'll give you our best guesses. I think we may have avoided an international incident, which is good. Also, uh, we will look back on the Super Bowl and some of the spots. Is the Springsteen spot over yet, by the way? Is it over? Uh, what a hypocrite Springsteen is for doing a Jeep commercial. Also, uh, Britt Reed, the assistant coach, Andy Royd's son, who uh, drove, we believe, with uh, uh, after a few drinks, hurt a young five-year-old girl. The story's incredible. The, the details uh, of, of what they've allowed this, this guy to do is, is simply amazing. We'll read you that. And I think we've got it. We've got the single most outrageous calm in 2021. Just stop, stop calling. Retire the trophy. This crazy person in the L.A. Times is... Uh, has won the prize. We will read you some of that. She's uh, she's comparing the guy who plowed her driveway to Nazis. We'll just give you a little tease, and we'll give you all the details today on the Callahan Podcast, brought to you by DCU. Why do DC members love their free checking accounts? It's simple. No monthly maintenance fees, no minimum balance, no strings attached. What's better is with direct deposit to their free checking account, DCU members can get paid up to two days early. Who doesn't love getting paid early? Zero monthly maintenance fees, zero monthly balance, zero reasons not to switch. They'll even remove the hassle of switching your direct deposits and automatic payments from your current checking account. Learn more and make the switch today at dcu.org slash free checking. Insured by NCUA membership required. All right, Colleen, let's go. This is the Jerry Callahan Podcast. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I felt like we were this close, this close to the biggest story <clears throat> I don't want to say in sports history, I, I would say the biggest story in history, period. The biggest story in history, the biggest talk show topic and podcast topic ever when after the game, after Super Bowl 55, after Tom Brady and the Bucks kicked the Chiefs ass, uh, someone asked Tyron Matthew, Honey Badger, about the little fight. 
the the words he had with Tom Brady, and he said, Brady crossed the line, and immediately everybody, and, and I, I tweeted, I said, here we go, you know, get, cue up Joy Reid and, uh, you know, Sean King and all the lunatics. What did Brady say? And I was wondering what would come of it, because he'd be pressured, and what did he say exactly, and I, you know, your mind races. You say, what could Tom Brady have said that, quote, crossed the line? It was a little strange. Brady chased him down on the field to say something, to say, to respond to what Matthew had been saying. And Brady, you know, he yaps. He's he's always good for, you know, a few F-bombs. But we were, we were talking about this before uh, we started recording. What could he have possibly have said that, according to Matthew, crossed the line? And... I'm waiting. I'm saying, saying somehow, somehow Matthew's going to, you know, uh, feed the beast. We're all going to be speculating like we do, you know, when uh, someone like um, uh, you know, Tory Hunter makes up something that the fans allegedly said, just totally makes it up. Doesn't matter. You can't question him or you'll be you know, branded and run out of town. So I, can, I don't have an answer. I don't have an answer. What could Brady have said to Tyron Matthew that, quote, crossed the line? Dave's Dave's guess is a word, a four-letter word, not, you know, a racial slur, but a really disgusting word that, you know, would get, get generally gets my wife. But that, but that is used quite often in the world. And that's good for, among guys. Among, among guys, guys that's that's just basic kind of – it's just – I mean, you, you shouldn't say it, obviously, but it's it's not something that I would think he would uh, have a problem with on the football field. So what else could it be if it's yeah. not a racial slur? What could it be that crossed the line between Tom Brady and Tyron Matthew in the middle of a Super Bowl? It just was such a great tease. You know, I felt like – uh, Matthew uh, was just just teasing us all. We're all saying, "What? Tom Brady said something." Generally, people think Brady doesn't do things. We know he swears a lot. He used to swear every time he was on the radio with me. He'd swear, and the producer mm-hmm. would jump for the button, and pick it Those up. Crazy Brady interviews, right? He really, would, he would, out of control. I think he did it just to mess with the producers over the years. He'd drop a an f bomb once an interview. He would drop an f bomb just to make the producer jump out of his seat, but. Okay, Raymond, you have a theory. Do you think he? You think it was a homophobic slur? Maybe, yeah, maybe a gay slur. A gay slur. Like, yeah, uh, that would be crossing the line in this day and age. God knows. And um, but Brady, I guess, is not wired. Right? He doesn't allow himself to get wired. Although we saw him with Gronk after the game, with a real kind of uh, a private moment. You know, just loving on each other the way they do. Brady would never be that dumb to do something that legit cross the line. I think Matthew was just messing with us. That's my yeah, but what's also what's not I mean, even if it was a gay slur, that's not something Matthew would, would say after the you know what I mean? Oh he should he say it? Should he say it? Like, no. It's still on a football people. field in the middle of a scrum what do you consider off limits? I mean, I guess you could say something about another player. There is only one thing, and I don't want to insinuate that he said it because I don't believe that he did, but there okay. is only one thing. Process of deduction, we've concluded that Brady Use the racial story. You want to run with that? No, I don't want to run with that. <laughs> I don't see any other answer, really. I mean, maybe something about his wife or something. Well, uh, does anyone know who Tyron Matthews' wife is? No, I does he have a wife? The other, the he other must. Direction. I could see it coming the other direction, like uh, someone saying something about Giselle, because everybody knows Brady's wife, knows who she is and what she's all about, what she looks like. But I can't see, or maybe saying it to uh, saying, saying the same thing to Patrick Mahomes, because everyone knows what a lunatic his wife is. But unfortunately, uh, within an hour after Matthews said that, you know, we got the news that Brady t- 
texted him and apologized. It was, so, it, yeah, I think it was definitely something beyond just uh, backyard banter. If it got the instant text apology right after the Super Bowl. Which is bizarre because, I mean, that would mean Brady agreed that it was off limits. I mean, off li- over the line. He must have agreed what he said was over the line if he texted him an apology. Now, Brady, as I say all the time, never does anything, you know, does everything right, whether it's on the field or off whether it's in interviews or with his teammates, you know, he generally never screws up, never makes a, a mistake. I'm not talking about a, a Britt Reed mistake. I'm just talking about a mistake where you. Oh, he was, he was involved in an accident uh, that sent <laughs> with a five-year-old kid. And we send our thoughts and prayers. to We send our thoughts and prayers to everyone involved, to everyone involved. Right. Not well, just young Ariel, but, but Brady diffused it the way he always does in these situations. He diffused it and said he apologized and everyone just dropped it. And I can't help but diffuse, that, that doesn't diffuse it. That makes it worse. Well, you start <laughs> to see any, for? Okay, put it. All right, Cullinane, I, as far as I know, we're the only ones even speculating. I haven't heard anybody say, you know, what else could it be in, in discussing what Brady said. And by the way, there was lots of other players. It wasn't just the two of them. There was a bunch of other players. Well, I saw, I, I think I, the first I saw that he apologized was Jerry Thornton. And it was talking the same thing you said, like he diffused the situation. And to me, I'm thinking to myself, like, there's nothing to fuse. You shit talking elements like that. There's nothing that would offend. Unless somebody. you say the N word or something. Correct. Yes. Which is the hardest thing in the world to believe that he would no. go, he would go to that way. It's the he hardest. Thing. How do you, well, I mean, I've, I've, I mean, um, we don't know what Brady talks like on the field. Yeah, we know he's, he's, you know, he uses salty language. The first thing I did is I Googled, I Googled uh, Matthew to see, you know, does he have a prior arrest records? And he has yeah. like misdemeanor drug issues, right? Like they didn't think they draft him. Cause I, I forget what it was. It's the funniest right. story. I know what you're talking about. The yeah. story in 2013 when he's at LSU and it says his NFL career is in jeopardy. He will not get drafted. You know why he got busted for weed? Correct. I'm yeah. Thinking, hell, what what player doesn't get busted for weed in this you know at LSU in this day and age? That's how much things have changed in seven eight years. Is they thought his his draft status was in jeopardy because he got caught. He, he by the way flunked a bunch of drug tests and it was allegedly weed. He loved right. weed. He's he's a good player. He was a great college player, but he's a good player. An impactful player. They, God knows, they he 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 was uh, a, a big reason they lost because he was he was lost. Brady just abused him in the game, and he was frustrated and he was yapping. And I thought if one guy was going to cross the line, it would be Matthew because Brady hadn't lost his cool. Matthew had, but whatever, it's gone. It's you know blows away like 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 dust in the wind. Like dust Brady, in the wind. Yeah, Brady's in, in the heartland. Brady crossing the line. We'll never know. How we, maybe we will because. Because Matthew may someday, you know, get comfortable and like open up and say, "Here's what he actually said." I don't know. Maybe it was something about, uh, you know, them. I wonder what, what else would cross the racial line? slur, or maybe something really nasty about his wife, if he has one. But I mean, I, I can't really think of anything other, anything or, else, or just like, you know, maybe, maybe to to your first point, maybe a gay slur that was aggressive that we all know, you know, somebody recently got uh, in trouble using, and it was just. In the moment, shit talk, and you know now he's apologizing you know what, because he doesn't want that getting out. You know what I think it was? I have my own theory. I can't confirm it. I think he said all lives matter. That's what he said. Oh, and boy. I mean, that is, let's be honest, that is crossing the line. Or maybe uh, MAGA. Ma- oh, how about if he said blue lives matter? Another blue lives life. matter. Well, he MAGA. Had, 
Maybe Brady was ranting about Dominion voting machines. Doesn't he have the uh, end racism on the back of his helmet? Didn't he choose uh, that thing? I believe he did. Yeah, maybe he said, let's not end racism. I don't really mean it. Maybe, maybe it is. It, we'll never get the answer, but I, I just felt like we were this close to the biggest story in, in, in sports history. Well, he deleted the tweet, Matthew, very quickly. Yeah, oh, that's a good point. That's a good point. I guess, you know, he felt like he didn't want to go there anymore either. But it was funny. I have to be honest. I enjoyed much of yesterday reading, feeling, seeing the just the frustration, the envy in so many media members who can't stand watching Brady win. They can't believe what they're seeing. I was just looking at the uh, uh, this idiotic um, uh, Skip Bayless video. I guess Skip Bayless is supposed to be a Brady fan. I don't even know that. I mean, who? Yeah, he's a big Brady guy. Yep, he's a Brady fan. So we don't know that. Yeah. He does a video where he's wearing a Bucks jersey, a Brady Bucks jersey, and he's just laughing. And it's so cringy and creepy. And he just, I mean, he's old. He's even, he's much older than I am. He's old enough to be like my father. He's pushing 70, I think. Yeah. And he's in there laughing. Looks there. good, though. He's jacked, Skip Bayless. Let me tell you. Looks good. <laughs> he likes to uh, take pictures of himself in the mirror after a good workout, after a good uh, lift. Um but then I see another one, reaction from, uh, see if you can get this, Dave, a reaction from Rob Parker. And I'm saying, it's not a reaction. It's a god-awful take, according to, uh, is this TMZ? And, and Rob Parker, when Brady decided to go to Tampa, predicted it was would be a huge mistake. It'll be like Michael Jordan with the Wizards. It will be a disaster. They will not make the playoffs. So there are a lot of takes like that and guys like that who didn't, they didn't care. Like what, you know, they didn't look at the players around Brady or just see the, whatever, the competition, the schedule, nothing. They just see Brady and they see red and they say, I hate him. I can't stand watching him win again. Please, God, don't let him win again. You can almost feel the frustration across the country when Brady not didn't just win that game, but won it decisively, did things he'd never done before, which is one winning a Super Bowl in a blowout for the first time, beating his third straight future Hall of Famer quarterback. It was just a remarkable thing. And I've said it, I said it yesterday, I said it on Twitter uh, after the game, Reamer, is he did things, which is remarkable. He's in his 10th Super Bowl, he's 43 years old, and he did things he never did before, which seems impossible, but won three, you know, won three road games, beat three Hall of Fame quarterbacks, and won a Super Bowl in a blowout. That's seventh time he's won a Super Bowl, the first time he's won essentially in a blowout, which was just mind-boggling. I'm giving the MVP to Todd Bowles, though. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> oh, that's, a, that's a hot take. I'm a football I, guy. Yep. Uh, and that's another thing is Brady won. Brady was very good. He clearly was the MVP, in my opinion. But it, the defense was uh, the, you know, the, the reason they won. You're not going to find a guy. I mean, I don't know how many votes, you know, Devin White got or Shaq Barrett got, but there were people like, no, anybody but Brady, anybody but Brady, and they couldn't do it. I mean, you can pick a defensive player, but there was no, not one guy that just dominated. It wasn't like what, like Larry Brown years ago had a couple of picks and won the MVP and never was heard from again. That didn't happen. Brady won. It's a great story, too. I mean, honestly, if you don't, care about Brady. I mean, I know you you and I both have a long history with Brady, but you got to admit the story is bigger and better with Brady winning than with with the Chiefs winning. Wouldn't you agree? It's much better and uh it's 
It's amazing that we t- we spent. Uh, I don't know if you know this, Jerry. Brady was a sixth round pick in I've the 2000 heard. draft. Somewhere but around 199th, I heard. He was, yes. A lot of guys taken in front of him, from Chad Pennington to Mark Bolger. But so the we goat don't farmer, talk- the goat farmer, uh, who was that? Spurgeon Win or no? That yes. wasn't Spurgeon. Uh, uh, Gino Carmazzi was the goat farmer who did. But- he, didn't, he didn't goat farm. He did yoga. With goats in the mountains. Well, and now Brady is a goat who does yoga. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> But we don't talk enough about all the teams that passed on Brady last offseason. Like the Indianapolis Colts, Jerry, really thought that Phillip Rivers was a better option for them than Tom Brady. The Bears thought that Nick Foles was a better option for them than Tom Brady. He only had, what, two, three legitimate suitors last offseason? I'm not sure. It's a good question. We don't I mean, know. Two but- years, 50 million. Wasn't this the best deal in not just NFL history, but sports history? Ooh, that's, that's a, a good, good question, question, Jerry. I'm asking good questions. Because, I mean, obviously we saw he made ended up making $28 million, uh this year with all the bonuses, which doesn't matter. What he did was assemble a team. Obviously, Gronk doesn't go there without him. Uh, you know, he brought Fournette in from Jacksonville. He brought Antonio Brown in from the, uh, you know, whatever, the local halfway house. I, Brown was like uh, out there because he was in trouble and no one wanted to touch him. Brings him in, scores a touchdown in the Super Bowl. He assembled that team. He coached that team. He changed that team. It was the losingest franchise in major sports. Of the two, four major sports, they had the worst winning percentage. And he went out there in his first year and won a Super Bowl. And I think... They'll never, I'll never doubt him again. I'm picking them to win the Super Bowl. Let's pick them right now. You want to pick them to win it all? I'll Number eight. 18 and 0 next year. What do you think? I don't think 18 and 0. I'm not willing to go that crazy, Jerry. You know me. I, I like to be tempered, but I will say number eight for Brady. The most baddest thing would have been, I heard on the telecast uh, that Chris Godwin had number 12 and then switched, and Brady was going to be well, number seven for number seven. Would that have been badass if at this point in his career he just switched his number every year in pursuit of? His next ring. He didn't. Uh, he didn't care about twelve. Godwin made sure. You know, said no. You take it. Even though his company is called TB12, for, according to the story, Brady was all set to go to number seven, which is a cocky move. You're right. And then do it. And then <laughs> switch to number eight next year. Great. Wild. I mean, I don't know why. I mean, Brady. He even in that case, he was like, yeah, whatever. You know, he can have the number. I'll take a new number. His priorities were were. Uh, in the right places. He wasn't that important in what number he had. I think um, uh, Brady, one thing, you know, Brady is, is motivated, even though he guys got six Super Bowls. He went there and felt like, you know, there was a lot to prove, you know, new conference, new, everything, new coach, new, everything, no Belichick. And he proved it. And I mean, I'll say it again, one last time we'll move on, but uh, nothing sillier than the idea that Belichick was rooting for him. Like people, Patriots fans are like, yeah, oh, Belichick, I think, was rooting. Belichick, Belichick was not going to root for Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski because he's rooting for himself. Nobody's rooting for himself to look bad, and he looks bad. Not real bad, but yeah, but it's not, as, it's not as like it's not as vicious as people want to play it out to. When you leave a job, you want the people after you to fail. That's like a natural human instinct. That's just natural. Of course, of course, and he's human. He's not doesn't make him a bad guy at all. He's human. I believe Kraft maybe wanted. Um, wanted Brady to uh, win because he's uh, doesn't make him look bad. It was Belichick's call, but there's no way Belichick wanted Brady to. Uh, well, I don't, I don't believe I don't get Kraft off the hook entirely. I mean, he is the owner of the team. 
But here's here's the thing, and I'm I say it all the time. I can't believe Brady left and they get nothing for him. A year, and we saw you know obviously what the Rams gave up for Stafford. We see what the price of a QB is. We see what people are offering Houston for Desha- uh, Deshaun Watson, and they got the greatest quarterback ever, a guy who just delivered the Super Bowl title for nothing, which is bizarre. But I think just more, even more remarkable, Reamer, is that they kept him in New England for 20 years. I mean, that doesn't happen. You just don't see a guy playing one place for 20 years and, and you know, obviously winning six Super Bowls. So I think if you're craft, you say, we had a great run. We'll let him finish his career someone else, somewhere else because he was such a great soldier and, and did so much for us. I could see that. Do you think Kraft should have held – out and said we're not letting him leave we're not we're going we're not going to give him that deal where we can't franchise him we're going to make sure we get something for him yeah i mean i know that Kraft on sunday was probably sticking uh pens into a jay glazer voodoo doll that's all i know joel glazer (laughs) joel who's that owner of the bucks oh that guy well you never see those oh by the way those guys weren't wearing masks either i was very offended i know you were too Brady, we've never even seen Brady with a mask. He refused to wear a mask, which is another thing I love about him because it just pissed off the. I've media. seen him. I've seen him hawk a uh, Under Armour mask on his Instagram stuff. <laughs> oh, really? It was like thirty nine ninety nine or something like that. It, was, it looked good. I mean, I considered it. Yeah, I'm surprised TB12 doesn't have its own mask. Oh, because okay. if you use the TB12 method, you don't have to worry about getting COVID. So oh, I guess there's yeah. need. I didn't yeah. see Make that. One. Selling uh, Under Armour masks. Uh, yes, I mean it's. It's amazing. I got stories here, you know, the people who are upset. Why isn't Brady wearing a mask? All the usual, you know, Peter Kings and the, you know, the, the Karens out there were just so upset. And then on top of it, this this was my favorite uh, uh, mask story. You know, every, every you can't do anything now. Every story, every, every everything has a mask angle to it. Why isn't he wearing it? Is he wearing it properly? Is it the covered? Phrase. He was partying maskless at a club. Yeah. Partying maskless and guys can't like play. Uh, who was the other? Uh, uh, Kevin Durant, right? Couldn't play because he was somewhere where someone was maskless. Uh, I mean, guys who've already had the virus and can't get it again. You can, you can get it again. Like, uh, you can't. You can't. And you got to read up. I'm so tired of this. Read up. All right. You know, many, you know how many cases? Nick has gotten it twice. You know how many confirmed cases of uh, people getting it a second time in the entire world? 31. Well, Nick Saban is one of the 31, apparently. And there's, some, and there's certainly some speculation that those aren't even accurate. 31. There are 86 million people who've gotten it worldwide. 30. Still a chance. Can never twice. be too careful. One in three and a half million are your chances of getting it again. Anybody, everyone should be like Rand Paul. Once you get the virus, you don't need a mask. You don't need to social distance. You're not going to get it again. That's just obnoxious. I mean, you know me. I'm, I'm definitely not team lockdown, but I mean, really, I mean, that's obnoxious. Just wear your why? freaking mask. I mean, why? What, why not? Because you can't get it again. Why? So what? Tell so me why. why? So it's, it's the rules. So just wear what? the, wear so the mask. That, that's just so being so indignant so for the sake of being an a-hole. So That's you're going, I mean, after you get vaccinated, you know, your mask, uh, if it's, if, 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 if it's if, still if, the if norm, it's if it's still the norm, yes, I will be wearing my mask hey. when I have to like in what stores and this, stuff. like does Rand Paul go into stores and not wear his mask. Quick question for you. Well, he goes on the floor of the Senate, which I mean, I'm I, sure he doesn't go into stores. He's probably a rich fuck like all of them. And well, he should country. go into stores without it. Let me ask you this. So if should, Fauci, okay. Fauci tells you to, you know, wear your underwear on your head. Will you huh. do it? 
I'm protective of the uh, wait, virus. Wait, you, <laughs> hold on. I zoned out for one second. Are you saying, Jerry, that right now, let's say you had COVID months ago and it, you're over it. Are you saying you would gro- go into a grocery store right now without a mask? Well, no, you I can't because it's a rule. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah true. All right. So, so it's right. It's out. Right. Yeah, there you go. But there's no reason for you to do it other than as to steal a uh, Reamer's term, performative art. That's all it is. Yeah, well, it's yeah. Uh, well, I'll perform for you. I'll wear them. I mean, Rand Paul is just being an obnoxious. I mean, it's, no, Rand it's Paul a, is a doctor. He knows what he's talking he's about. It's a, these other a-holes like. Is he an, is he an epidemiologist? Oh, uh, no, he's a physician. He's really smart. I hate to break it. To you. He's really smart. He knows what he's talking about. He's a troll. He knows he can't get it again. You know who else knew that? Trump knew it. And he would go out without yeah, a mask. Right. People would flip Very out. Very smart. John Gruden knew it. He didn't want to wear a mask on the sideline. They made him, or they fined him because he didn't, but he knew he wasn't going to get it again. But anyway, our our, our, our friend Jordan Schachtel had a good piece on this on his Substack. You know, I'm a big Substack. I know you are. And he's got the numbers, and he's got the, the percentages and everything else. It, it's a myth that you can get it again. It's just another way to keep us uh, uh, all, all in line. But my favorite mask story of the weekend was this Tampa mayor. What's the Tampa mayor's Jane name? Jane Caster. Yeah. She is, says that the cops, I mean, this is Tampa, by the way. I'm pretty sure it's in Florida, right? Last I checked. Florida is free America. It is a free state. They allow you to go to restaurants, to gyms, to work, to school. Their numbers are well below all these lockdown states. Uh, okay, okay, okay. They're not well below, but they're not yeah. worse. They're 20, not. They're I'll, not. I'll look worse. it up if you would like. I, I believe in Florida, Jerry. I'm with you, but let's not lie. Florida is not well below. Okay, do you want me to get the numbers? I'm not no. lying. It's you not well lying. below. It's um. It's not worse, which tells you, which is certainly interesting, and it's telling you, I think, how ineffective. These stringent lockdowns are, I agree, it's not worse than New York or California, but it's not well below. Okay, it is well below, but um, I'll get the numbers. I don't want I don't want you to be accusing me of lying. No lying, Jerry. Uh, but we know their governor, the great Ron DeSantis, will be the next uh, uh, nominee for president in um, in the United States. Let's get the, the death per one million. New Jersey's number one still, New York to Massachusetts, number three, Rhode Island, serious lockdown states that don't allow yeah. anyone, tyrant governors. Those are your top three in death per million. Let me find Florida. Oh, let's see. Number 26 in the United States in death per million. I don't know about you, Colonnade. I would call that well below. Just, well, just so we get the record straight. That is well below uh, New York, New Jersey, Massachusetts, Florida which has never locked down, never shut down. It has many, many, has more people than New York. And also many more elderly people have done a much better job of protecting the vulnerable and letting the rest of the state go about their lives. But anyway, DeSantis went to the Super Bowl and was immediately accused of whatever, watching a game without a mask, which is obviously, you know, he's going to kill us all. That was the quote from Molly What's her name? Jong Fast. That uh, oh, yeah, she's you know, terrible. Hardcore lefty from uh, the Daily Beast. Is it? Yeah, she writes her a few places. Yeah. Uh, and she said that uh, Ron DeSantis is going to kill us all. Ron DeSantis didn't wear a mask, and when asked about it, his answer was, "How am I supposed to drink a beer with a mask?" I love him not just because he does the right things, because he says things just to tweak you people, you people, Reamer. He loves to get under your skin and annoy you. 
But would you like any more statistics before I move on from uh, Florida and how much better they're doing than Mass? And I agree. I, have, I don't get my own. I don't trust these statistics. It's Where the world meter, worldometer, whatever you want to call it. Here's my favorite one. Like uh, uh, states that are totally locked. Maine. Maine is 48th. They have no real problem. They have no real outbreak, and they have just as strict a lockdown. They have just as crazy a governor as other hardcore liberal states like Massachusetts and and New York. Uh, but anyway, well, let's give let's give Brady the props he deserves. He could be hawking his TB12 adjustable face mask, twenty five dollars on TB12 sports.com. It's actually a two pack, so twelve fifty for each. Well, of course, it's a two pack. You got to wear two, right? Sure. And, and they're stylish. He could have been rocking those to sell some of these, but he, uh, you know, he 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 didn't go that route. So. Good. Hang on, hold that thought. I got to talk about our new sponsor, GovX.com. That's G O V X.com. As we all know, uniform professionals sign up to serve causes greater than themselves. If you've ever served in the military, law enforcement, firefighting, or frontline medical communities, you are eligible for free membership in GovX.com, the greatest online shopping site for Americans of service like you. Your job demands a lot from you, from deployments to long shifts and the dangerous situations most people don't have the courage to face. There's a reason why GovX believes service-minded patriots like you deserve special recognition. GovX.com delivers the deals on all the gear you need for your on- and off-duty life. Register at GovX for instant access to discounts on epic brands like Oakley, Yeti, Garmin, Vortex Optics, Benchmade, Danner, and more. The site was built exclusively for the men and women who serve our country and communities. That's why every month GovX supports nonprofits serving the military, first responder, or law enforcement communities. We don't just thank you for your service. We honor it. Signing up is fast and easy and totally free. Become a member today and use code Callahan for $15 off your first order of $50 or more. GovX.com. Savings for those who serve. I saw Peter King at the Super Bowl asking a question at the press conference. Two masks, of course. I'm really disappointed, Peter, that he didn't have three or four. He had two masks on. That's good. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, you you can't you not you can never have enough masks and Peter Peter King yesterday, I can get it. Some he did a little QA on Twitter. Uh like he sometimes he's in a plane. He says, How about some questions, gang? Five like, minutes of questions. Ask me anything. <laughs> I have five minutes to go. <laughs> Ask me anything. And people say, Do you think the uh the Arizona Cardinals would draft a running back or what? Uh, but it, but he goes to the questions, I'll find it. My favorite was uh uh, and people were mocking him uh, because he is the king of the Corona Bros. And and by the way, Outkick had a good uh, piece on this of all the people who predicted or predicted or, or suggested or advised the NFL, the NFL cancel the season. season. Yeah, 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 right. And they you know brought them all back. And most of them, not most of them, many of them were attending the game. No problem. Again, and, and saluting the NFL, but they were saying, don't do it, don't play. And people were uh, busting um uh, Peter King's balls guy writes him and says, I applaud your courageous act of attending yesterday's game. It's something I'll tell my kids about. God bless you, Peter. I don't know if Peter even knows it's a joke. He writes, thanks. It was my proudest moment. But here's... Um, by the way, this I'm sorry. Now I'm down the Peter, Peter King AMA rabbit hole here. Uh, what non-sports related hobby? Yeah, that's what, I was for. Oh, what a fucking asshole. What non-sports related hobby would you like to learn more about? His answer. What a question. Thanks, Sean. 
doing something for humanity. Not sure what, but my life has been a total gift so far. Thinking I should do something before I die for people who are needy. What? <laughs> well, he did that one time. Tell that waiter that Robin Williams had died. Doing something for humanity. That's what Peter King wants to do because, you know, his gift. He's just he's the ultimate just uh squishy liberal you know uh, everything's emotion nothing he doesn't think he just everything uh, just a knee-jerk liberal i'm sure he got probably got uh, choked up watching the springsteen uh endless springsteen um jeep commercial um very touching i want okay, i want to move i want to get that i want to go to lebanon kansas jerry i mean i want to i want to do that because i can't believe that had as big had a bigger impact than any other commercial so i guess it worked but we have to mention this Tampa Bay mayor. She said, uh, I got to finish with the Tampa Bay mayor because I had to read this twice. I'm not kidding. She said they have video and the cops are going to come after you, not for looters or rioters that, you know, God knows we know that's okay uh, because the rioting is the voice of the unheard. I don't know if you've heard, except rioting on January 6th. That's exempt. Every no. other riot is the voice God. of the unheard. But anyway, she says they got video and they're going to come after people who were out in public without masks. You mean uh, like, her, like herself? Yeah, and then and then the video of Kiksha comes out, of course, because all these Democrat mayors and governors are lying hypocrites, all of them. She was at the game without a mask, and she said they're going to go through, which they're not going to do, obviously, but and I had to look it up. It's not even a crime. DeSantis made it illegal for towns to have a mask mandate. They can't do it. But she said the cops are going to go through the video and arrest you if you were walking around outside without a mask. These people are insane, insane. And then she did. I don't know if she thought they couldn't like like fight it and say that's not a crime, but they're just insane. She wants the cops to track down maskless revelers who are outside celebrating the Super Bowl championship. Talk about it. Everyone knows that simply wearing a mask dramatically reduces the spread of COVID-19. And I'm proud to say that the majority of individuals that I saw uh, out and about enjoying the festivities associated with the Super Bowl were complying. You know, we, we had tens of thousands of people all over the city, downtown, out by the stadium, Ybor City, uh, down here in Channelside, and very, very few incidents. So I'm proud of our community, but uh, those few bad actors uh, will be identified and the Tampa Police Department will handle it. There. This this per- person's, and by the way, she sounds like a fun person, doesn't she? You know, you want to party with her. Uh, she's, a, she's an openly gay mayor. Let's get oh, she? I didn't even know that. I swear that doesn't, that doesn't mean a thing. This crazy authoritarian woman says, the cops are going to track you down. They're not, but she wants to see he, he, some of these people. They even have these fantasies of having more control, more authority, and they want to to scare people into thinking the cops have video. Uh oh, I pulled my mask down when I took a sip of my uh, drink, or I, you know, smoked or something. Right, it's it's Uh-oh. deterrence. <laughs> oh, they're they're coming to get me. Yeah, uh, but deterrence. 
Uh, I hate to break it to you, but uh, lots of people in Florida were going around maskless. You saw that video from Naples, right? That grocery store that upset all the people on on MSNBC and CNN. It was a grocery store where people were shopping without masks. And well, here's my thing, though. Look, I, I I think a lot of it is authoritarian and scary. We're well established on that. But why do you enjoy photos of people like raging without masks, like partying without masks? I mean, that is uh, dumb behavior. We are still in the midst of the, a pandemic. That's worse than it's ever been. Why do I enjoy them? Because it drives people like that. I know, but it's like dumb behavior. It's, it's just, just, just stupid behavior. Well, first of all, if they're your age, who cares? You're not vulnerable. You're well, not I, I don't care about them. I don't care about them my age unless they are going home to their older parents, potentially giving it to them. I mean, we've talked about this for a year. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I just don't see I mean, I, I don't people see. storming the streets without masks and going, yeah, this is awesome. I go, well, that's kind of dumb. I, I like it's time for that? people to be defiant. That's all. And it's your own choice. If you want, if you don't want wear one don't i mean i i it's gotten a little scary i don't wear running or walking the dog outside because i'm not an idiot but people are now actually saying things to me an old guy the other day i'm walking by and he's got a cane he was like standing on the side of the road and he started yelling at me put your mask on and i just laughed at him i said Look, you're just being a dick just i'm outside reamer just I'm wear, outside. Your, wear your gator around your neck and when you go around mm-hmm. other people pull it up for three seconds and then pull I'm it back outside. Like, are you I, are you not listening to me i'm outdoors yeah, i'm outdoors as well and i don't hey, think that's not I, where it gets transmitted i mean you're not that dumb you know i that don't think it gets transmitted outside but i'll put on my gator when i'm hey, running and i know pull it up when i I'm, pass by other people okay. i'm not an a-hole why are you not wearing one right now? Is what I'd like to know. I love these mask people who are on TV and and in my people. house. So what? The people next oh, door to get, you can infect the people next door. People are driving by. You can infect them. That's right. It's very dangerous. Uh, do you know? Do you know it can't can't be transmitted through Zoom? Can you confirm that? The walls. I'm I'm not sure. I think it could be transferred for, through Zoom. I don't I, don't doubt me. I don't you know I'm I'm I I don't see any evidence that it's not transferred through Zoom. Do you? Well, I mean, uh, let's let's meet in person. Let's see. I'll breathe all over you. All right. Uh, DeSantis, as far as I'm concerned, is the nominee for 2024. He's already locked it up. I, I, can't, wait friends, to, I, think, uh, I can't wait to vote for him. I can't wait to vote for DeSantis. And it's working out beautifully because every day he gets to defy these annoying Karens, these nosy authoritarian local tyrants go every day he challenges them his numbers go up more and more with the oh Mike, marco America. rubio maybe challenging him in 24 oh, marco rubio he, he, he'd be like kamala harris he'd be rejected out of hand by his party he wouldn't even make it to iowa new hampshire but uh, we can do that another day we got to get to a couple other things a couple other outrageous stories i wanted to get you you wrote about how uh the spots the commercials in the super bowl offended you because they were like they they were ignoring this this whole virus they were ignoring this pandemic we, they were just trying to make you buy products which to me is what their job is but you didn't like that no i, I thought it was ridiculous that we've spent a year in the semi-lockdown hellacious hellscape and 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 I'm watching people, you know, with Bud Light seltzer say, "Oh, 2020, what a lemon of a year." Why was it a lemon of a year? Is there any? I, mean, I can't see any clues from watching this commercial. All you maskless revelers. That was such a terrible commercial. Bud Light usually is good. I said this yesterday. They're usually among the top-rated commercials, according to USA Today's panel of whatever viewers. But that 
where the lemons just kept falling out of the sky it was so stupid. Well, it's like, well, why is it a lemon of a year? Give me some context clues. But what I found even more offensive was the people who now are profiting off of our lockdown state, like Uber Eats. That's Tom- America, though, Reem. What do you want them to do? I don't, well, it's well established. I don't like America and I don't like capitalism. So <laughs> no surprise that I hated the Super Bowl ads. I mean, the Super Bowl in general, I was thinking is the most disgusting event imaginable. It's like- no, it's Vegas. wonderful, man. It's, it's, it's all American. Everything, right, which is why it's the most disgusting event imaginable. It's just sitting in your house eating bean dip and ripping ass and watching terrible commercials and top 40 halftime shows. I mean, I it's, love the, worst, it's the worst time of the year. It's on uh, Sunday uh, night. I wish I, you got yeah, what you I wanted. Do. Lowest lowest viewership since I think it was like 1981. Maybe is that we did? Not in Boston. Boston was yeah. the number two market behind Kansas City. Boston had a higher rating than Tampa for this game, which is amazing. <laughs> I think we're not allowed to leave our homes here. They can be. That's true. They were out reveling in maskless in the street, but we, uh, you know, we can't quit uh, Brady and Gronk. Uh, and I love the Super Bowl because of the matchup. I love you know great quarterback play. It was a great matchup. It was not a good game. That's going to kill the rating. I'm not sure how many people even hung in till uh, Springsteen's commercial, which wasn't till was that late third quarter, fourth quarter. I saw it online before the game, and I ruined it for people because I pointed out how bad it was. But I'm going to guess Reamer liked it because it was depressing. It was it was somber. It was uh, obviously alluding to uh, the, the the problems we have in this country, the the lack of unity we have in this country. It was typical Bruce. It made you want to lay in the sit in the bathtub and open a vein. Uh, but it's it's getting panned mostly because he's such a friggin' hypocrite. He's a big liberal. He hated Trump as much as anybody hated Trump. I mean, as much as. Joy Behar, any other of these airheads on TV hated Trump. Springsteen hated Trump. And then he comes in for this call of let's all meet in the middle. In the in, in, in he, I find it I find it noting, notable that he did it from an empty church. First of all, he's a liberal. He doesn't go to church. Secondly, the church is empty because some lockdown mayor probably made it against the law to go to church. Kansas? I don't know. <laughs> no, the county he was in. Was it Lebanon, Kansas? The church was in Lebanon, Kansas, I read, yeah. Voted. Trump won that with 82% of the vote. Yeah, so it's in the middle. He Go was, to Trump country. He was not in the middle. He was in dead red Trump country. And well, uh, so You wanted to go to like a swing district? He should have went to somewhere in Pennsylvania. I mean, I guess. That, yeah, that'd be some middle of the, the country. Go to whatever. New Mexico has lots of liberals. I mean, but, you know, that's, that's uh, Trump country. Trump won in a landslide. It was like you know West Virginia, like uh, that that place. And I I love the fact that uh, uh, Bruce Springsteen is a sitting in church lighting a candle, and b wearing a cowboy hat. A cowboy, yeah. you know, the guy from New Jersey who's obviously you know spent most of his uh, life in New York or L.A. is uh, putting a cowboy hat and pretending to be you know out there in uh, flyover country. It it was a big fail. Most people mocked and ridiculed it. Even certain friends of ours who uh, adore Bruce had to admit it was a little hypocritical. A guy who's big, you know, obviously hates uh, oil companies and energy companies and hates pipeline workers is endorsing a company, Jeep, that sells a lot of gas guzzlers. Got to be honest. The people- right. That was hypocritical. I had a problem with that. And I didn't like the commercial at all either because I think, and this is what the people on my side are saying, that Bruce was letting 
the Trump insurrectionists off the hook. Why? What, uh, because he was saying, let's let bygones be bygones and let's meet in the middle. Excuse me, Bruce. We uh, can't let bygones be bygones because we just had an insurrection at the Capitol. No, it's true. We did that night before they were storming through D.C. Uh, at T for BLM, attacking cops, setting fires. The insurrection was going on when this was Whatever happening. it was, Bruce Springsteen wants the MAGA heads off the hook. And, and no, we can't do does that. He, does he want to prosecute Antifa and BLM or no? Never forget is what we're saying. No, and I agree. We should never forget the way they've destroyed the city of Portland, the city of Seattle, what they did in Kenosha. You're all just the people who died, all the cops who were assaulted. I will never forget that. I'm with you. Uh, we should condemn all violent mobs, especially the ones that are still uh, insurrecting like Antifa. Right. Well, Bruce didn't condemn any violent mobs. He told us to just meet in the middle and travel, uh, you know, travel. <laughs> did, did Jeep get their money's worth? Because everyone's talking about it, but no one's like buying a Jeep because no. of it. I mean, I know that's, I guess it's some kind of subtle message. I don't know. but it, I'm a Jeep guy. I'm in the market for a new Jeep. So, you know, this this commercial had impact on me. Maybe I'll move Maybe I'll move a little quicker now. Well, you could have played a little of it, but hey, why bother? It's uh, Well, know. it's just because I couldn't. You can't download the video. It's on YouTube. It's so, I don't know. Whoever so dreary. you are, wherever you're from, it's what connects us. And we need that connection. We need the middle. We just have to remember the very soil we stand on is common ground. This is so dreary. It's a downer. So dreary. And by the way, he's about as much in the middle as I am. He is a radical leftist, which is fine. He doesn't hide it for the most part until he's trying to sell you a Jeep. And if the ground is common ground, that means it's common ground for like everyone, right? We all, China, you know, what, Iran, they're all on the ground, whatever. It's stupid. It's simplistic. And it's it's a good word, Colin. It's dreary. Yeah. It's dreary. And you know what? I, I hate to steal one from Laura Ingram, but Bruce, play us a song, would you? You know, that's a, yeah, that's bring out your guitar. Play us a song. Play that's us the music. Is speaking for you, Bruce. Come on, <laughs> I'm not a Bruce guy, but just let the music do its work. And if you're going to hold out for 50 years to do a big commercial, because he essentially has, he's not gone commercial. Would this be your choice? I guess Super Bowl ad is a big deal, but your choice after all this time is Jeep. Well, it's a. It wasn't. It, yes, it was Jeep. But it was a message that the American people needed to hear. That they wanted to meet in the middle. Yes, we want, to, we want. We want compromise and bipartisanship, and that's why the impeachment trial is starting today. So Reamer wanted commercials that were all about misery and lockdowns and bankruptcies and kids committing suicide because they can't go to school and play sports. That's what you wanted, right? <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I just, I just don't need Uber Eats telling me to eat local while they take like thirty percent delivery fees off of, from restaurants, and they're basically killing any local business, local restaurant surviving. So I thought they were delivering from local restaurants. How are they killing local restaurants? Because they take a thirty percent delivery fee on top oh, of a fifteen percent pickup fee. I, I wouldn't know. I walk to my restaurants for takeout no matter what. I don't care how without a mask. I've never, I'm too cheap to call Uber Eats or, or DoorDash. I walk, yes, without a mask until I get to the restaurant and then I pull it up. I was at a, this, uh, went to this restaurant for takeout the other night and I walk in and the place where you get your takeout is at the bar, you know, at the end of the bar, you stand there and the person brings you your food and you pay. So I stand at the end of the bar, I look up, the bar's full, people, guys, girl, whatever, drinking beer, drinking, and no one's got a mask on. So I pull my gator down. 
And the bartender runs over and goes, sir, could you put your mask up? And I look, and on both sides of me are maskless people having a good time. And I go, ah, uh, sure. And I pull a mask up. And just of wait course, do you, do you have a regular mask or do you just wear your gator all the time? I just wear my gator. I've never yeah, I knew it. I knew it. I was telling a friend oh. this weekend, that is the Republican look to only have a gator. I don't mind. I'm pulling up my gator. I do it. I go to the grocery store. I have a regular mask, Reamer. I have my Blue Lives Matter mask. Oh, well, don't wear that. I'll pretend I'm a reporter on CNN or MSNBC. (laughs) uh, You guys want to talk about the the football? What other other commercials would you like with me? I'm a liberal. You're being so brave. Thank you for this. I'm Peter King. I'm Peter King, and I care about you. I care. I wear a mask. I don't want to kill anybody like Ron DeSantis. Okay, you've gone on a little long here. <laughs> we, we, yeah. My nice uh, Blue Lives Matter mask. I would wear that more often because it offends some people. So, I should- Mike, By the way, can I alter, since we're kind of on the Super Bowl entertainment side, can I alter my uh, weekend take from after the Super Bowl? I've readjusted my weekend take. The performance was bad. But the seven million dollars he spent was money well spent on this. He spent seven million on red sport coats. No, I I'll I, I, I get a quick because I'm I disagree. I've seen the clips, obviously I haven't watched the whole thing. It was friggin' awful. It was awful. It was nothing good about it. It was confusing and stupid, and I don't even know what it was. It wasn't a musical performance, it was like a dance thing, some avant-garde artsy dance thing. It was terrible. The world is legit. That's, that's a great performance if the world is split 50-50. It is legit right down the middle. That's where you want to be. So my friend Glenn Ordway always told me. There you go. That's 50-50. perfect. What was your take? Or did you do? We, I, mean, I know you were uh, you know pissed off because they weren't like talking about the pandemic. But when uh, whatever his name is, Weekend. Is that his real Christian name, Weekend? Yeah. What's his, yeah, that's his name. That's his legal name, Weekend. I, 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 thought, I thought it was dizzying. I was nauseous watching dizzying. the That's a good word. It was awful. It was awful. But I don't, I, I love too that, like, another reason why Super Bowl is garbage. Like, every year, like, these top 40 artists who have been around for 10 years perform, and all these 75 year old sports writers act like they're, oh my goodness, what is this? <laughs> Jennifer Lopez? Is this how you say? Whoa, she's shaking her ass. I wouldn't say, yeah, she's not exact. She's like, you know, my age for crying out loud. Jennifer oh, I'm telling you, every Super Bowl, it could be Jennifer Lopez or The Weeknd or Katy Perry or any person who play, or you can hear on Kiss 108 or Mix so 101. These, so yeah. Do you want me to be dishonest or pander and say, you know, I think it was kind of, I'll be, you know, we know people like that. You know, Peter King's saying like The Weeknd. Say, will say, I thought it was pretty entertaining. You think Peter King liked that? Of course, I don't he, know, but I he would never criticize it. The weekend is like vanilla ice cream, basically, who sings about cocaine. Okay, here's what's amazing to me, and I said this yesterday. I'm sure you'll agree, but not that long ago, Reamer, the Who was the halftime show. Springsteen, Paul McCartney, U2, Tom Petty. Do you know why they did that, though? Because Janet Jackson had had her boob showed for a second, and all the families that were watching the Super Bowl couldn't take that, so they had to. I was hoping with, for one of those moments with her, H-E-R. I don't even know. How, do you say her? Or do you say H-E-R? Who sang uh, God Bless America, America the Beautiful? And man, was she uh, showing a lot. Oh, Amanda, uh, Amanda Gorman did a great job. Oh, she's terrible. God, I, 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 poem. When did poems become a part of the Super Bowl? For we don't need poems. I would think Flavin. At least not ones that don't rhyme. Dick Flavin could do it. Could have done it. <laughs> Now that's good poetry, uh, but it, it, there will never be another old white guy like Tom Petty or Springsteen. Never again. Those those days are over. We'll look back fondly and say, "Can, can you believe 
you know, it's like watching the Ed Sullivan show now, seeing Tom Petty at the halftime show. There will never be someone so, you know, uncool, unhip as Tom as uh, as Tom Petty or Springsteen. All right, we got a couple of stories to get to. The Brit Reed. If you have you read this story, if you're not kept up, I'm glad I was rooting for Tampa. I'm like, yeah, rooting for the Bucks because I because I, these Andy Reid, the Reid family, the Chiefs, they deserve all the misery they can get. This story is nauseating, but we'll give you the details. And we like to keep tabs. We like to keep track of these things. The most outrageous um, column I, I think I've ever read about uh, the Great Divide in this country. The L.A. Times column call by uh, what's Heffernan's first name? Victoria Hef- Virginia Heffernan. If you haven't read it yet, you really ought to, because you're not going to believe it. But we'll give you the highlights after I tell you about Shea Concrete. Did you know that Shea Concrete is the largest manufacturer of recon retaining wall systems in North America? Well, you do now. In fact, in 2020, Shea set a new company record when they manufactured 178,000 square feet of retaining wall. This is a testament to Shea's legendary teamwork from engineering to manufacturing to dispatch and delivery. As the guys at Shea like to say, teamwork makes the teamwork. They do. I've been around them when they say that. Shea Concrete's high-performing precast concrete retaining walls stand up to New England's active climate and come in a wide variety of shapes, designs, and textures to meet your retaining wall needs. So whether you need a residential, a commercial, or an industrial application, Shea has a dedicated team that will assist you with conceptual design, site walks, and installation. Let Shea show you the way. Call Shea Concrete at 800-696-SHEA. That's 800-696-SHEA. Or just log on to SheaConcrete.com. All right. There, I was wondering when we would get more details about this Britt Reed story. If you're not paying attention, Britt Reed is Andy Reed's son. Um, he's 35 years old. He was driving after having a few drinks on Thursday, leaving, we believe, the chief's facility, leaving work. Because there were no bars open. There was nowhere to go. He was leaving work. Really? Even uh, in Missouri? Deep red Missouri? Yes. Uh, well, uh, you know, according to um, Dan Wetzel, he has a really good piece on this. I tweeted it out. Uh, it, you, you really ought to read it. But uh, he hit uh, two cars, uh, uh, severely injuring two young kids, um, including a kid, a girl named Ariel. She's five years old. If you haven't seen the, the photograph, uh, she's on life support. She's in a coma. She might not make it. A five-year-old child, because of this, as far as we know, this drunken idiot, this 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 fool, Britt Reed, who uh, slammed into her with his Ram Dodge Ram pickup truck. Um, she, uh, Britt's, I mean Britt's, um, Ariel's mother uh, is a single mother of three. She was there. Her aunt made a uh, GoFundMe page and they've raised a lot of money. They've raised over 300 grand already, which is wonderful. Uh, Dan Wetzel in his column on Yahoo points out that the owners, the Hunt family are billionaires. Andy Reid is a multimillionaire. God knows Andy Reid's probably made, you know, 50 million coaching in the NFL. It's time for those guys to step up and pay the bills and take care of the family. It sure seems that way. Uh, there's still time. I don't want to say they're not going to. They probably will, to be honest with you. But uh, it's the least they could do. This kid, I mean, we know Kansas City, the Chiefs have had their issues in the past. Hell, they had a player murder 
his uh, girlfriend and wife, Javon Belcher, and kill, him, kill himself in front of uh, coaches, in front of Romeo Cornell. But um, uh, uh, he sounds guilty. Let's be honest. Reed, Britt Reed, failed the field sobriety test, admitted he had two or three drinks. That's it, which, which means what? Like probably eight like or nine. Eight or nine, right. And, and said he was on prescription Adderall. So he had a buzz on. He, um, we don't know the results of the blood test yet. I'm going to guess he's guilty. I'm just going to wild guess. But then you get to this part of the story, uh, Reamer. In 2007, Britt was sentenced to 23 months in prison in Pennsylvania when his father was coaching the Eagles for his role in a road rage incident that included driving under the influence, possession of a controlled substance, and brandishing a gun. He also pleaded guilty to DUI and drug possession in a separate incident. He served five months. He was working for the Eagles then. Now he came to Kansas City with his dad in 2013 and took a job as a outside linebacker coach. Jerry was teaching those young, Jerry was teaching those young men how to be, how to be an adult. Yeah. You know? uh, it said, uh, according to Dan Wetzel on Yahoo, due to the NFL strict COVID protocols, Reed was unlikely to have visited a bar or restaurant. So I guess they were open or I don't know what, how limited they were. They were open, but you're not allowed to go to them, especially when you're three days away from the Super Bowl because you know, you're supposed to be quarantining or, you know, testing every day and sticking with the people you work with and not going out in public. So he was unlikely to go to a bar or a restaurant or even stop at a friend's house against the rules. Would, doing so would have cost him a chance to coach in the Super Bowl. Cause if you did, if you went to a restaurant, got caught, as we know, happens to players and, and NBA players, but you can't play. They, they get suspended. So he probably didn't go. He probably was drinking at work and the crash occurred right near the chief's facility. He works and uh, he lives 30 miles away, so he was getting behind the wheel with a good buzz on, and he was driving home. And he hit uh, the car that Ariel was in. There was two cars. One was disabled on the side of the road. He hit them both, crashed into them both, did serious damage. Um, and then you, if you haven't seen it again, the picture of Ariel with tubes and wires, and oh, it's just heartbreaking. And they actually have a picture of her. With, you know, healthy before the accident, cutest kid, big smile, happy little girl. And this friggin' fool uh, might, you know, I, mean, I don't know if she's, hopefully she pulls through. Hopefully she pulls through. Her cousin is also seriously injured, a four-year-old. So he seriously injured a four and a five-year-old. Ariel has um, swelling on the brain. She remains in very critical condition. Her aunt, Tiffany Verholst, said, on the GoFundMe page, it is sickening, and to think that the cheat that this guy might have been drinking at work, and I'm going to guess that someone knew about it, someone the arm. I realize you know Andy Reid was busy preparing for a Super Bowl, but his own son is like down the hall, you know, gunning down beers and then jumping behind the wheel. I mean, I don't want to say that. I mean, the guy's a 35 year old man, yeah. it's not his father's fault, but nobody. In uh, at the chief's facility, knew what a mess this kid, this this kid, this man was. I, I I just I just keep going back to. I mean, I can't believe this guy was a was a coach on this coaching staff. I mean, well, you think anything to teach these players about football, life, or otherwise? Uh, I'm going to guess that everyone knew he was just a charity case, was just a nepotism yeah, case. That, but the outside linebackers coach is like a real coach. Like he's that's he's, he's not like the quality control guy. I mean, yeah. I, I don't. You know what he was probably making? You're like. 
250 grand or something. Yeah. And I don't even understand. I mean, so just so people know, I mean, so these two cars were pulled off the side of the road and he crashed into them. How how drunk do you have to be? I don't know, but you're right. Two to three drinks in Adderall. I'm going to guess he was wasted. And they said he had blood, shot eyes, alcohol in his breath and failed to walk the line or touch his nose. And I mean, and obviously, as you know, Jerry, when something like this happens, it's not just, oh, a tough break. You happen to, you know, drink eight beers and at, and do an Adderall and then drive. It, it, I'm sure this is routine behavior for Britain. I, I just read you the story and I'm telling you, it's a little confusing, but I'm pretty sure this is his third DUI. Right, 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 right. Third. Yeah. I mean, at some point, and, and he's got money and he's wealthy. You could take an Uber. You can get a ride. I mean, someone could drive you, whatever, sleep it off, stay in the office. You know, God knows those NFL coaches, they sometimes they sleep on a cot in their office because they're so dedicated, dedicated to coaching, not necessarily dedicated to, uh, you know, their family or to wait, 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 taking Adderall. So you probably couldn't have slept. That's a good point. That's a good point. No, Adderall with alcohol, I'm going to guess, exacerbates the effect, like it says on the bottle. I, I've never done Adderall, but I'm going to, I know it's speed. I know kids take it to stay awake and to, you know, the most commonly abused drug on college campuses is Adderall. Is it? Yeah. Really? Yep. So this idiot is 35 and he's taken Adderall and, you know, has a prescription, which I'm sure he could get if he wanted to. It'd be legit, but he's not supposed to be mixing it with whatever, you know, Bacardi whatever he mixed it with. But if this girl dies and God, we're all praying as, as, uh, as all the sports guy and the media guy said, thoughts and prayers to everyone involved. Uh, you know what? Reamer, see, join me with this. We're going to send thoughts and prayers to little Ariel and her cousin, but we're not praying for everyone involved. I'm not praying for Britt Reed. I'm not praying for Andy Reed. I'm not praying for the, the hunt family. I'm just praying for the kid. How's that? Do you think that's the reason why the chiefs are so bad? I do not. I do not. But why? Their outside linebackers were not the problem. I would say their offensive line was the problem. Was the offensive line coach drinking too? Because uh, we know of. I don't know. And I know they lost. No, that's not the reason. And after the game, Reed was asked. He said, "See if you can find it, Dave." He said the right thing. He said, "My you know, thoughts are with this awful situation with the young girl." I've had a chance to talk to him. Yeah, I have. Um, again, my heart goes out to that young lady. I'm also a dad, so I. I get that. So I have concerns. I'm uh, obviously on both sides and uh, Brett did have surgeries. He's doing, doing better now. But, um, you know, that, that little girl, my heart goes out to her. Yeah. Jim Nance mentioned her on the broadcast. Didn't say her name. He could have, but he just said, you know, our thoughts and prayers. Are that was weak. I mean, I mean, it's not surprising, but I, I mean, was surprised he said it to be honest. Yeah. Man, I thought they would ignore it. Yeah, I mean, but they did it what, with like four minutes left, and it yeah. was a real passing. Thoughts and prayers to all. At that point, you're better off not saying anything. I Maybe. think if you're gonna. But she looks like she's in tough shape. I mean, she's young. Hopefully, she can pull out of this and be okay. But it, whether she does or not, Reed should go to prison, right? If he's driving drunk for the third, I shouldn't say driving drunk. If he's busted for the third time, he's wasted. He crashes into two cars on the side of the highway. That sounds like someone who belongs in prison to me. Yeah, a danger to others, and then he'll and he'll cut out in a few years, and he'll uh, you know, looking forward to see which coaching staff he joins next with this kind of resume. Who would not want him a part of their team? And his other son Garrett died of an overdose, right. you know, accidental overdose. So Reed has got, and know, this family's going to need resources. And by the Chiefs staying, you know, quiet and not endorsing their fan base, and I'm not saying they're not endorsing them, but the the 
if they stay behind the scenes and don't help raise money, then these the family loses out on potential resources, right? Like it's I know it's raised three hundred thousand dollars, but it could be millions if they got out in front of this thing and, and tried to help. Them it, it, I mean, they'll raise a lot of money in the GoFundMe, but it's you know Andy Reid's going to have to write a check. Maybe he's got a lawyer telling him don't do anything yet. Let's wait, or maybe the Chiefs do. But at some point, the Chiefs or Reid or the, whoever come together have to write a check to this family. That's you know, secondary though. I mean, the, the big question is, did they know what a mess this guy was? Did everyone in the place know that he was drinking in the office? I mean, maybe they all were doing it cause they couldn't go to bars and restaurants and they were done with a hard day of work. They had a couple beers yeah. and this guy just took it to another level, but it is maddening. I recommend you read. I tweeted out the story about Dan Wetzel. It's good. And it's just so infuriating. But anyway, speaking of infuriating, I got to get to one more story. Reamer, this story is so incredible. I heard a few people talking about it, didn't think much of it. It was typical, you know, typical brainless, you know, the liberal gobbledygook from some LA Times writer who does a podcast with David Korn and contributes to this Daily Beast and that and this. I'm I'm, I'm a contributor. Typical, typical, typical. But it is, uh, you have to read it to believe it. It truly is. uh, let me find it here. It, it truly is incredible. The write the um, writer for the uh, L.A. Times is named Virginia Heffernan. She's from New Hampshire, went to University of Virginia and Harvard. Of course, she's fifty-one, and if you missed it, she was at her pandemic hideaway, which apparently is like at some ski area. She went to her pandemic getaway. She calls yes, it as we all do, and she has a problem. In fact, this she's a terrible writer, by the way. She's written books and you know written for all kinds of publications. I, I say this a lot, but it's in this case it's very true. She's worked for the started at the New Yorker. Uh, then uh, she was named by the Columbia Journalism Review as ten one of ten young editors to watch. She went to Slate. She went to the New York Times and went to all these usual places. She sucks as a writer. I know she went to Harvard. I don't care. Here's her lead, by the way. Reamer, you're like me. You're a student of the uh, the art of column writing, of writing in general. Yes. This is Virginia Heffernan's lead in the New York, um, in the LA Times. Oh, heck no. The Trumpites next door to our pandemic getaway, who seem as devoted to the ex-president as you can get without being Q fans, just plowed our driveway without being asked and did a great job. Paragraph. How am I going to remit, resist demands for unity in the face of this act of aggressive niceness? It it gets worse. I mean, it well, just, I, well, hold on, hold on. I, I'm not saying that's a very good lead, but <laughs> is the column satirical? It seems like this it is, is not. Satirical. I'm telling you, it is not. It's a good question. Read, I, I, honestly, Jerry, I was trying to read it, but at the LA Times, I, I can't read their articles. I have like they. I don't they, know they, how they, I could, but I clicked on it. I don't subscribe. I used to. Used to be a LA Times. Did I ever tell you that? I subscribe. I know you subscribe to all every paper and every time zone. LA Times had a great sports section. Jim Murray was still alive. Obviously, they had Scott Osler, Rick Riley back in the day. So I subscribed when I was a young sports writer wanting to read, and you couldn't. There was no internet. And my my mailman hated me because it was a big paper on Sunday. It weighed about twenty pounds, and he would you know throw it in the on my little porch, and Lowell just slam it, and I'd be like, God, that guy hates me because every day I got the LA Times. You know, it was a couple of days late. I got it in the mail, but it was worth it because they had great sports writing. This is not great writing. This is terrible writing. She goes on, and I'm telling you, it's not a spoof. 
She writes about how she's torn, doesn't know what to do. The neighbor who had a Trump sign and plowed her driveway for free. And she doesn't know whether she should bring him a batch of cookies or not because he supported Trump. She writes this. This is so amazing that not only did this idiot, this airhead, this moron from Harvard and, and, and University of Virginia write this, but an editor, I believe they still have editors, the LA Times, probably not a lot probably like the globe just a skeleton crew because they got no money they're losing uh, millions an editor let this go through ready hezbollah the shiite islamist political party in lebanon also gives things away for free the favors hezbollah does for people in the cities of tyra or sidon probably don't involve snow plows but like other mafias hezbollah tends to to its own, the Shiite sick, elderly, and hungry. They offer protection and hospitality and win loyalty that way, and they also demand devotion to their brutal us-versus-them anti-Sunni case. Some of us are family, the favors say. The rest are infidels. Next paragraph. The same is true with Louis Farrakhan. (laughs) Uh, The Southern Poverty Law Center classifies him as a dangerous anti-Semite, but not to his supporters. He's unfailingly, unfailingly magnanimous, if a little screwy. She then goes on to when she was a young person in college or whatever, she was in France and she stayed with people that supported the Nazis. Cause she said they were polite to them. She used the word Polish. Oh, so the whole point of this, again, I wanted to read it, but my LA times paywall was up. Hey, the got point- you. But the point is, I think, from what you're saying, is it's, it's you know, these are really bad people, but they're nice to me. So how, how do you balance this thing, you know? Yes, my neighbors supported a man who showed near murderous contempt for the majority of Americans. That is not only false, it's insane. And um, she, she compares them to Nazis, Hezbollah, Louis Farrakhan, because they plowed her driveway and they had a Trump sign. They liked the guy who, you know... Uh, closed the border, lowered taxes, uh, named uh, pro-life judges. That guy, they liked him. There's reason to like him. And this woman is so insane, she thinks of them as Nazis. This is perhaps the dumbest. It's not really relevant, but the dumbest. This is how you know she's a total. I think it's a satirical piece. She writs it's really not. And you got to read. It sounds it. Says, what do we know about Trump? Trumpites around us. She says, like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who spoke eloquently this week about her terrifying experience during insurrection at the Capitol. (sighs) Americans are expected to forgive and forget before we've even stitched up our wounds. Well, let's just go through that quickly. A, they have no wounds. Neither she nor AOC has wounds. B, AOC wasn't in the Capitol. And C, anybody who saw AOC's Instagram performance would say that wasn't eloquent. It was the least eloquent thing I think I've ever seen other than Joe Biden's speeches. It was embarrassing. It was juvenile. It was infantile. This person is not just insane. This Virginia Heffernan, she's stupid. She's stupid. Just as a Harvard graduate degree. This person has a Harvard graduate degree. She's written for everybody. She makes her living. She has a pandemic getaway from writing or whatever. And she's terrible terrible writer, not a very smart person and certifiable. I mean, just certifiable. The person plowed her driveway and she's still not sure how to react. How about you just say, thanks a lot. That was very nice of you. What can I do? Here's a batch of chocolate chip cookies. That's what you do. This person is sick, truly sick. 
I think I, I think it sounds like satire to me. You you have Trump derangement syndrome, Jerry. You yeah, can't. You you um you haven't read it, but trust. Well, how about you read it and we'll talk about it. Later. I can't have the paywall up. Here's I read it. Um, and Greg Gutfeld made a great point. There's two possibilities here. Either she made this all up, which is a possibility because it's so crazy, and God knows liberal writers make stuff up. But if she's telling the truth. Won't her neighbor see this? Won't they hear about it? Won't they hate her? So let's the neighbor plowed her out, and the neighbor thought he was doing a nice thing. And the person, and this person compares him to uh, Nazis and terrorists. So won't the neighbor find out? It's in yeah, the like, you guys are so exhausting. I mean, really. I mean, it, it just exi- it's tiring. That's why I have you here. Only Reamer could think that this was not offensive and insane. The lead you read me clearly satirical. It is not. Okay, forget it, Reamer. Forget it. Forget it. Forget it. Okay, it's not satirical. Do you want to? By the way, I timed. This is super random, but I timed the perfect. I was right at a stoplight, and I looked to my right, and there was a guy with a Trump flag out on his, uh, right in front of his house, and he has the ladder out, and he's prepared, and it literally timed it where I'm looking at him, look up at the, I'm no bullshit, looking up at the Trump flag like he is so heartbroken that he has to take it down. And I got to watch him at the stoplight slowly walk up the, the ladder. People with Trump signs and, and whatever and some stickers, I give them credit because they are, uh, I, that, we're very close to that being a federal crime, a felony to have like a Trump sign or Trump hat. That's close to being hate speech, just having a bumper sticker. So I'll give them credit. That take it was an emotional day. moment. It was emotional for me at the stoplight. It was it was tough. I would never do that. All right, well, maybe next week, Reams, maybe next week. Well, maybe you can write about it. You you are very busy writing these days. You can read Reamer all over the place. Read his Substack. I just read your Substack from uh, the other day. It was good. What was it about? 24 hours as a pariah. Well, that's right. I was waiting, looking for my name. You didn't mention me, but uh, Reamer yeah. wrote about his experience at the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. After he said an unfortunate thing about Tom Brady's child, and he became the biggest story in Minneapolis at the Super Bowl. It was wild. Tom Brady, as usual, is very magnanimous, and and he let you off the hook. He forgave you, and you survived. Look at you now. You're thriving. You're writing for gay porn sites, and you're writing for... <laughs> it's really going well. <laughs> All right, Reams. Thanks. I will uh, talk to you again soon. You, get that, you read this. You read. How about this? You read this column. And you tweet just for me. Tweet your reaction. It is not satirical. It is madness. It is insane. You people have lost your minds when it comes to this. You used to just hate Trump people. Now you want them all dead. You want all Trump no. dead. Well, I'm against the death penalty, so no, actually. Oh, that's true. Okay, you want them all flogged with an inch yeah. of their life. Is that that's, okay? That's not bad. Yep. All right. Thanks, Reamer, and thanks to. Uh, Shake Concrete, DCU, and Allied Paving. Thanks to uh, GovX. Uh, Colony, what am I missing here? Nothing else missing. I do have to do... I have some homework. I got to watch this Britney Spears documentary. Have yes, me that? too. I, I, yes. What's it on again? What, what, uh, who's- it's on Hulu, I believe. Framing Hulu. Britney Spears. And uh, just and actually, we're going to bring up the Janet Jackson incident that you guys talked about earlier because... Uh, I don't know. Like, what did you say? Was she involved? That was I know. Well, 
I think part of the part of the documentary is how she was, uh, you know, the way that she was covered in the press and the way things were handled, you know, uh, launched a guy like Justin Timberlake's career where she was victimized and Janet Jackson was victimized. So they're trying to portray J- Justin Timberlake in a bad light. So we'll right. see. Yeah, I got to see what he's. Happens. He's another Me Too guy. He's gotten away. He's he's skated on the Me Too, but he's getting heat. He's getting real heat. I thought it was just about her father, and our father's just a, a, an overbearing, you know, tyrant. That's a major, major part of it. Yes, her conservatorship. But I will check that out. I got to do my full review of uh, of Your Honor. Have you guys seen Your Honor on Showtime? It's no. No. It's a good show, but it's one of those shows that everyone's, you just hate everybody on it. You don't care who dies. Like Succession. One of those shows. Yeah, it's one of those dark shows. I, I, I like it. It's good to. Brian uh, Cranston performance, but I'll do that another day. Uh, that's it for today. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Podcast. We will talk to you again tomorrow. Why am I stopping? You, no one else stops. I don't. I, can I go home? The Jerry Callahan Podcast. Angie's List is now Angie, your home for everything home. Angie still has the same top pros and reviews you've counted on for more than 20 years. Only now, you'll also get access to all the tools you need to make your home a happy place. Inside, outside, big or small, Angie helps you find the right solution for whatever you need done, all from your phone. It's simple to find upfront pricing and instantly book hundreds of projects. You can even search pricing guides to see what others paid for similar jobs and easily compare quotes from top local pros to make sure you're getting a fair price. From lawn care to repairing the AC to the project of your dreams, Angie has your home projects handled from start to finish. Plus, when you book and pay through Angie, they'll cover your project up to the full purchase price plus limited damage protection with their happiness guarantee. Make your home an Angie home. Check out Angie.com today. And for more on the happiness guarantee, go to Angie.com forward slash happiness hyphen guarantee dot htm.